Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Like we have a WhatsApp group chat of all of the homes in this cluster and it's brilliant it's it's so hey i'm gonna go up to the cell tower and watch the sunset anybody wants to join or literally last night i need some rosemary and thyme can someone hook me up simone was like hey i'm making something i need some egg whites and i'm like the door's unlocked help yourself please don't leave the egg yolks just take the whole egg <laughs> right and so it's like just come in help yourself i'm you know i'm away but the house is open da, 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 that kind of thing so it's been it's been amazing don here is describing what it's like to live in a co-housing situation along with 10 other families and that's a number that's growing at this development underway in takaka golden bay in the south island all of the houses are sold so all of the people who have bought houses that is the main that is the main pull you know is to live um, in community with other people and in fact we've just had our set the second baby that has been born since the community since this project development started um, is uh, six days old <laughs> and is over there in that house there um, so it is a growing community yeah absolutely a growing intergenerational and international community. I'm talking to Liv Scott at the Takaka co-housing cluster of houses. The last few houses, including the common house, are being built in a race towards the finish line in the next few months. Golden Bay is relatively sparsely populated, but the region's pretty hard-pressed for housing. About a third of the homes here are empty. They're holiday homes, and people moving here for work or to live are struggling to find rentals or just to get into the property market. Liv and her husband, Graeme Scott, moved here about 11 years ago. Along with their business partner, Simone Woodland, they started experimenting with designing tiny homes and natural builds first. But this project began in 2020 after they got together with others to buy a 14-hectare property on which this co-housing cluster is now being developed. Now, the houses in this eco-village aren't exactly cheap at about $700,000 each, but co-housing does help on saving on living costs by sharing resources through shared spaces like the planned permaculture gardens and a large common house that their company Elemental Build is now making. How many houses are there? So in, in neighbourhood one, which we're standing in now, uh, there's 34 homes. Um, and it's an optimal number for co-housing. So, you know, it's a good number of people, enough people to share the load of looking after the land and, and you know, all sorts, there's all sorts of different things, you know, um, veggie gardens and looking after the wider land and all of these different things, um, different working groups that have been set up. And and it's enough people to, to do the load without being too many when it comes to the community meetings so that things not, things don't get stalled. Co-housing in a modern context was adopted in the 70s in Denmark and has been catching on elsewhere in the world. One of the biggest pluses of living in community is really the social connection. 
For Liv, it's the ideal way of life, and moving to Golden Bay from the UK was the chance to create this ideal along with her husband. Well, my husband had already fallen in love with New Zealand before I met him and had fallen in love with Golden Bay. So when we met, he was like, uh, I'm actually going to emigrate to New Zealand. And I was like, OK, that sounds fun. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get into this, this style of architecture and the style of building? Where did it begin for you? Uh, for us personally, um, my husband um, and I uh, set up a natural build company in the UK. Um, I guess must be nearly 20 years ago. Um, uh, we've been in New Zealand 11 years and we really wanted to bring that over here uh, but realised quite quickly that the the market for natural builds in New Zealand wasn't as flourishing as it is in the UK. There are quite a few companies that do natural um, builds sure. um, now in New Zealand and for us it was really a return to the roots. Liv's the project manager and she's taking me to the site where the common house is being built. It's all hands on deck here and they want to get this done by December. While each house has its own kitchen, bathroom and backyard, this common house will have a common kitchen, laundry and can seat about 100 people. The idea of natural building is to reduce the amount of volatile organic compounds or vox that are in the materials or being released from the materials over time. So instead of concrete, the development here is using hempcrete. It is this heavy timber frame, as you can see in front of us. We've got the heavy timber frame, and it's going to be infilled with hempcrete. But natural is not just hempcrete. Natural is, you know, you have earth, adobe, um, adobe bricks, cob walling, light earth, straw bale. There's lots of different varieties that you can use that fit the fit the fit the scope of a natural build. The common house building in itself is is go, is will be um, the largest hempcrete and traditional timber frame structure in New Zealand. There are, I think, seven houses already built with um, hempcrete. So it's, you know, and it's a community building as well. You chop it up real fine and you mix it in with this, with this slurry made from lime and water and sand and um, in a big mixer and then you basically, this is going to be tamped hempcrete, the walls here. So it's basically, um, you put up some shuttering and then by hand you put the slurry into the, into the wall and you tamp it, which means you beat it down with a special um, tool and then you do the next layer and you beat that down and you compress it basically all by hand so the whole um the whole outside of the common house will be um yeah tamped hempcrete thick thick lime plaster finish on the outside hey guys. hi Morning. so yeah you can see the the big structure and these the tree nails which yeah. are the hardwood pegs and then it, we're just bringing it all to site and putting it together like a giant jigsaw puzzle. The walls are solid, 140 mil thick, insulated with wool that's recycled from the carpet industry in Christchurch. So how long would a structure like this last for? Well, the building code says it has to last at least 50 years, but um, these houses have been built to a higher spec than the building code, so, you know, at least 100 years, I would hope. Um, there are traditional timber frame buildings that are still standing and they're, you know, 900 years old in Europe. So, you know, 
hope, hope for that. <laughs> you know, aim, let's aim for 200. But you know, <laughs> it could be longer. It could be way longer. And actually, it's very, it's a very ancient way of building traditional timber frame, which is the heavy beams um, with the tree nails, which are the mortise and tenon joints and the wooden pegs. Uh-huh. Um, and and with the hempcrete is actually a very ancient way of building. It's actually in in the UK and in Europe there are lots of buildings that have, that have been built like that that are still standing and they're you know two three hundred years old easily you know while the common house is entirely a natural build the houses here have elements of natural build the actual construction work on them has been contracted to building company signature homes the co-housing layout and ethos was shaped by simone lives business partner oh and she's the one who's just had the baby Liv spoke of earlier so i couldn't pop in to see her Oh, I thought I'd just pop in and see what this place is all about. It's, it smells new, actually. <laughs> that new home but I could visit Don, who's from the States, but moved here after 11 years of living in Auckland. Yeah. What have you lived here for? Uh, what has it been like? Maybe just under two months? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. pretty new. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's still very new. And we all moved in basically the same time. For me, it was all about the people. So I've known about the project for probably about four or five years since the, almost the very beginning. And for me, it was all about the people. I knew probably more than a dozen of the people that were moving into this community and I've worked with them for years and just thought, superhumans, yeah. If you, if you were to say, what was it about them that really made you want to do it? They're excellent communicators. So this is not the easy route, right? Co-living is not like the easy, it's, it's not the easy path. Why do you say that? Because it requires a lot of awareness, a lot of good communication skills, a lot of like non-attachment. Like if you're attached to your everything that's about you and you can't make room for other people, it it's not gonna it's not gonna be great for an, anyone, <laughs> yourself or other people. So the people that have started this community are really good communicators. But I was thinking about this this conversation earlier, and <clears throat> and I think for me it's. I like to try to choose things that are going to make me a better human and being in this community and having to figure out how are we going to spend money together? How are we going to, because we have to. One of the big ones is um, fences. How do we, we all have different we're views of, we are just talking about fences. Fences is a big one, right? Yeah. Pets is another one, yeah. right? Um, people have different views about the value of having cats in the neighborhood. How do we how do we make decisions? I'm so that's actually one of the things that's interested me a lot about this is the decision making process, the governance. Collective decision making, shared common spaces and a shared ethos for community is what this concept's founded on. The common house is sort of the epitome of it, being built with the intention of it becoming the main contact point for those spontaneous interactions. Studies have actually shown how it's the opportunities for those little social interactions in your neighborhood that increase overall happiness and obviously decrease that sense of social isolation. In rural places, I think you still had that kind of community, but the, but this is like the next level again, you know. Um, and certainly in cities, it's it's quite different. Uh, you don't have that kind of same level of community with your direct neighbors and all of that sort of stuff. And I think there is a real longing for that. There's been a real upsurge of people wanting to live in this way, this kind of co-housing uh, co way. It's a concept that's still fairly new and it is a little bit scary for banks to lend construction loans. So there needs to be, you know, like 
change in ideas in the banking and the ch you know like hopefully the prices come down again <laughs> um, for materials and all that sort of stuff and and um, and some more co-housing can get off the ground yeah we've been very lucky to to yeah. just keep going and, and to be be in this Maybe healthy way. Especially with the woodwork, the traditional timber frame, it there was a history of it here in New Zealand. But it it got it's been lost along the way. Whereas in Europe um, and the UK and America, like the thread has managed to continue through. Here there are a few people who become very passionate about it because they have some connection either with the UK or Europe or they've seen it somewhere else on their travels or they're from there. And so those are the people who who often are the ones kind of like, no, I, I want a timber frame or I want a natural build or I want to, you know, so that they've either seen it somewhere else or they're from somewhere else, you know, but that helps. Every, you know all of New Zealanders you know whether they're from afar or from or from this of this land you know they it just opens people's eyes doesn't it you know to to what's out there and what's possible and you know the the systems that we have in place are not necessarily the only systems that we need to to you know have that's Liv Scott of Takaka co-housing talking to me here in the Golden Bay every week I bring you stories from around New Zealand featuring people from around the world who live here so if you like what you hear, follow Voices on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio and everywhere else you get your podcasts from. You can also find Voices on the RNZ website. My name is Kadambri Raghukumar. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.